Hey everybody, welcome to Ohio Stadium where the Ohio State Buckeyes just won a uh, thriller, a weird, very bizarre uh, 49-27 game over Rutgers. They completely dominated half number one. Uh, this is Byers Auto Rapid Reaction. That's Tim May. That's Jeremy Birmingham. I'm Austin Ward. I just don't know any other way to put it. The game was never in any jeopardy, and yet Ohio State, uh, many people who follow the Buckeyes left disappointed with what happened tonight. Some of the pop-ups even left, I think. Maybe it's because I predicted an 84 to nothing win, and that's what the hey. talent disparity is for these teams, so I'm to blame for that. But wow. um, Ohio State controlled it start to finish, 35-3 yeah. to three at halftime. But there's also ways that they could get better. I don't know, Tim, how would you describe it? Well, you know, I, I don't think you took it into consideration with your uh, massive uh, uh, prediction that, in fact, uh, this team, this Rutgers team has showed some fight this year, number one. Number two, it's a conference game. Uh, Greg Schiano had a pretty good team at Rutgers before he left, and it seems to have instilled some, like, fight back into these guys. They weren't going to give up in the second half. They have nothing to lose, so to speak. But I've never seen so many throwbacks. I'm talking about passes. And, and Gizmo plays, and, you know, Rutgers has to pray that it doesn't get into a triple overtime game because it has no two-point conversion <laughs> play that works, but, you know, missing four of those. But, yeah, the second half was just bizarre. Ohio State got out, gained, what, 270 to 100 yards or something. It was crazy. Yeah. I mean, when Greg Schiano coached here, he used to tell the Buckeyes that if you needed trick plays to win, you had already lost the game. Um, <laughs> well, there you and go. So this would be more of an annoyance, I think, for – uh, all the people involved that, yes, I understand Greg Schiano was trying to send a message to his team that he would fight for them and that they weren't going to pack anything in. Um, but, you know, sometimes you take your beating like men and you try and get better. I'm not trying to justify what happened one way or the other. I'm just trying to explain it because I don't feel like anything that happened in the second half means anything for Ohio State. It doesn't, and it just felt to me like Halloween maybe came a week late because it was all a trick-or-treat the entire night. Like, it's, <laughs> it's you hit a home run or you give up a weird play. I mean, Rutgers was obviously outclassed from the beginning. As Tim said, and we you know talked about this week, it was going to be a better team. They went really heavy in the transfer market. They got some guys from Wisconsin and, and Ohio State and other schools around the country that have, have been in winning programs. They kind of understand the culture difference. It would have been a whole lot easier for Rutgers to quit in the second half if Ohio State would have tried to do anything in the second half. I think that probably could have like emptied the, the tank a little bit uh, for, for the Scarlet Knights. But ultimately, and I know that people on the internet especially are hashtag mad online, but like <laughs> that you, you can't sugarcoat that Ohio State played a pretty crappy second half of football. But you also can't put too much stock into something that really didn't matter like the second half of football. Yeah, time. but I'll tell you what, man. When I watched the Ohio State offensive line have the problems it had in that third quarter, just blocking people, I mean, that was that was that, yeah. you know that was their number one offensive line in there. And Rutgers brought some stuff, yeah, and all this kind of baloney. But, uh, uh, you know, Ryan Day well, is not going to – he wasn't happy. He's not going to be happy when he watches the video. Yeah. And even in the first half there were plays that were you, you were scratching your head, what's going on here? Uh, but Ohio State made enough big plays to counter that. But that was that, that third quarter was, 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 was not good. I, I think from a, uh, you know, media perspective, it's frustrating when you have a game like this because there were so many bizarre things that people were, wanted to talk about in postgame that nobody got to really ask Ryan Day the question of, right. hey, where the hell's the running game? Where's, <laughs> what's going on with 
you know, the running back situation. And instead we're talking about onside kicks and how good Justin Fields looks, which everyone knows how good he looks. Yeah. But, like, that part of this puzzle right now is pretty much solved. Let me interject this. This is The, the, the second half was so weird that Demario McCall supplied a couple of spark plays that got him going, right? Was it? Was that? In, I think that was in the second was that, quarter. Was that the second quarter? I, I don't know. I get it mixed up. I don't remember up. when it was, but he did. He came in. Uh, I think that with all the questions we've had in the running game, I really don't believe he's a – uh, permanent solution to that. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's always been described to me that you know he he can have a role as a you know sort of gimmick player or for certain packages that he can make the most out of. And I think Ohio State finally showed what those may be. Uh, he is not ever going to be a between the tackles rusher, and he's not uh, going to be your bell cow. Yeah. He's also not. Uh, he's had ball security issues. You have to use him sparingly. Speaking of ball security issues, when we're talking about fixing or improving the rushing attack, however you want to term it. Steel Chambers puts the football on the ground twice. So there's been a lot of clamoring, yeah. you know, could he be a solution for that? And it looked like, man, when he broke free on that fake punt, yeah, he looked he looked fast. He was looking for contact. Except, and the ball squirts out. Then you get yeah. a chance in the red zone. You fumble. You can't – if you're trying to climb up from number three, yeah. you know, that's one thing with Master Teague and Trey Sermon that Ohio State is not worried about with those veteran guys. And so, you know, I don't look at those as solutions. I also don't look at the big picture as if there's a tremendous amount of problems because – we know how talented that offensive line is. We know that there, you didn't need an exotic game plan to beat Rutgers. And we saw them beat up Penn State when they needed to a week ago, even though Penn State's now 0-3. I just, it's, I don't know, tonight is just a, it, a it strange, feels, strange one. It feels like one of those things where you have to kind of nitpick. Uh, tonight made it easier to nitpick. But the Buckeyes ran for five and a half yards of carry tonight. It wasn't like they were at you know Michigan numbers they didn't run 18 times for 14 yards against Indiana they ran it they ran for over 200 yards you know it's unfortunate that you see Trey Sermon start to get unhitched a little bit there and then he gets hurt and has to come out and then the next play uh, Steel Chambers fumbles yeah and I think people were asking the question the last week why isn't Steel Chambers playing there have been some rumblings that that uh, fumbling issue was was happening um, outside of just tonight so you know I think there's opportunity to improve but again, as we said after week one, you kind of, as a coach, want to have something to coach. And to me, the biggest issue remains the, the secondary, and it's not about necessarily the depth even, because maybe they're just not that good. Maybe that's the problem. But the, the, the lack of tackling, the lack of, of pressure, the lack of ability to get in people's faces and giving these 10, 15-yard cushions to receivers that you do not warrant that kind of respect to me that's a problem I, I liked what I saw out of Ryan Watts when he got on the field I think as we talked about um, on our bold predictions video on, on Friday Tyreek Johnson has a very limited window here to make himself uh, a, a contributor at Ohio State and if tonight is not going to uh, lend that, to that happening that might have been the first play that I've ever seen two Tyreeks hit the same guy one sl- sling off and then uh, Tyreek Smith finished a tackle and one of those plays that we're talking about. But, but yeah, I mean, uh, you know, you can take this game any way you want to. I mean, I saw Julius Turner, that number 50, their nose tackle, creating havoc at times against the number one offensive line in the country, as some people have purported, et cetera. Mm-hmm. I mean, there, 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 was, there were some things. They're definitely going to look at that tape and not like, without a doubt, no matter, no matter if the game was 35-3, to 3, no matter if they did win 49-27. to 27, uh, There are going to be things that uh, aren't going to sit well. But the flip side is this is a day that when otherwise, as I, as I just said earlier tonight, when the Big Ten East went upside down, except for Ohio State. <laughs> it was a crazy day in the Big Ten East. I think there's a lot to be said for that, that in this year, yeah, Ohio State was basically at full strength tonight. A couple people 
were missing. Cameron Brown was out in secondary. That's what opened up the door for Tyreek Johnson. I don't think he walked through it. Um, but you have to – you don't get to practice on Tuesday. It was a great reason that they didn't get to, uh, but that changes the routine. You, you still – you go out – it's human nature. You're up 35 to three. That game is over. You know that you're outclassing the opponent. Yeah. You, you take your foot off the accelerator. I understand all that. I just don't. You know, it's. I understand that, but I don't. You know, like I keep going back to big conference teams. Usually, don't quit. They don't roll over. Well, I mean, I mean, they. It's rare that you. I mean, yeah, you have some teams that just get outclassed. You. We, we can sit here and talk about Ohio State and taking it. Oh, Rutgers in the second half came out and took it to them. Well, right. yeah, they did the same they, thing they last were, year in the second half. They needed to rely I know, on I know, but, 10 trick but plays and two throwbacks. Well, so what? They, 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 they went, you know, they're having fun. They went out there and played some football. <laughs> Rutgers did the same thing to Ohio State last year in Piscataway in the second yeah. half. The Buckeyes only won that game 56-21 to 21 yeah. and, and could have, as, as Austin thought, we're going to win 91 to nothing. Yeah. And, uh, you know. It, <laughs> Maybe it, I need to cool it with yeah, this. There, yeah. There's obviously. <laughs> step back. One step uh, back. You know, a, a culture that Greg Schiano's trying to building you don't want to I don't like when we have these conversations and, and don't give any credit to the opponent because right. they did play hard uh, and they certainly came out with some innovation I guess um, but none of that really matters because they lost 49-27 and the Buckeyes are in a position now where in college football today you just have to win your game and the Buckeyes did just think if they'd made all four of those two extra points. The lights are going out on us. <laughs> that's, that's, you know it's getting late when it's uh, spilling over into Sunday morning and the lights go down and, and we keep on talking anyway. But uh, I guess my point was, Tim, that Ohio State could not have prepared for all that stuff to happen. And, yeah, they could have dialed up the intensity and kept pushing the envelope. If that's, what, if that's the game that Rutgers wanted to play, then sure, you got to get into it. But does Ryan Day need to give in and say, I'm just going to, you know, throw it all over the yard again with Justin Fields and let him throw for eight touchdowns like like yeah. Joe Burrow, you know, last year against Mississippi State or whoever it was. Well, he like, threw for five touchdowns and 300-something yeah, yards. So, I know, but know, like, he had a good at day. At the time when you thought, okay, well, maybe it's maybe it's getting uh, hairy again, then they, let, they he takes a deep shot to Chris Olave and puts, you know, the game on ice again. Not that it ever wasn't. I just – have you ever seen a throwback pass to an offensive tackle? Not not a, a tackle eligible hey, play. No, the stuff was cool. You know what I mean? I, I mean, can't give Rutgers credit well, for that. You, but it's a touchdown. Yeah. You know, yeah, maybe they got sneaky. It was a touchdown. The the play by Bo Melton where where he caught the ball out in the right and then cut all the way all the way through, crisscrossed all the way through the Ohio State defense. I mean, that was a real effort play and poor tackling, as uh, Ryan Day right. pointed One out. One team was efforting, yeah. the other was not. And I, yeah. I think that you know, it, it, what I said earlier in the night, it would have been a lot easier for Rutgers to just lay down if Ohio State wouldn't have been doing that in the third quarter, and the Buckeyes clearly came out in the second half. And I don't know if it would have been this way if this was a noon game like it should have been. Maybe it's different at 2.30 in the afternoon instead yeah. of 9.30 at night. And, again, Ryan Day brought it up, and he's not making excuses. But this place is dead. There is no energy. You're up 35-3 to against a team that shouldn't be playing you within 50 points. It is hard to, to, to stay juiced, and the, and the Buckeyes have to address that. They have to fix that. The flip side of it, I saw two of the better passes I've ever seen tonight from Justin Fields, the pass to Garrett Wilson all the way to the corner of the end zone. Yeah. That was one. And the pass to Chris Olave for the touchdown down the left side, left corner of the end zone. Those were big. I mean, we saw another display by Justin Fields tonight that was a cut above. And the other – so the point that was getting me into that, Tim, that you teed up and, and then we got uh, into a digression again was – you know, Penn State is 0-3 because they didn't show up with any energy whatsoever to play Maryland. Oh, my goodness. Um, Michigan. By, by the way, Mike Loxley's a coach yeah, of Maryland. Yeah. He, well, if you have 
two incompetent coaches. One of them has to win the game. Maryland's so. two and one, brother. Okay, well, we'll see what happens next week. I know, I know, uh, exactly. But if you like look last at, two years ago, we'll get to we'll get into that uh, starting on Monday. But you look at Penn State losing to Maryland, Michigan falling yet again against Indiana. You got dominated by Indiana. Clemson losing to Notre Dame, which in a game I don't really think you can blame the absence of Trevor Lawrence. You can okay. if you want to. They're going to probably play again. Well, sure, not when we'll the see. backup threw for 450 yeah, yards exactly. or whatever. Yeah, quarterback he did. was not not the problem. No, nope. but so defense. The, so you have to. It's the same every year. You have to show up to play college football. You don't get to take anything for granted. I believe when I leave here, and why I'm not concerned about Ohio State, even if there are things that we can nitpick, I saw them go out and get up 35 to three. And if they they relax after that, I get it because they didn't come out in the first quarter or the second quarter and let Rutgers get actual hope that they could carry it into the second half of the game, which I believe is what Maryland had against Penn State because there's no other explanation unless it's Mike Loxley being a secret genius yeah. that that personnel could beat Penn State. They got a lesson tonight that you can't, let, as, as Tough Borland said, you can't take your foot off the gas against teams in college football anymore. That doesn't necessarily mean you're going to get beat, but Rutgers has a few players. I mean, you know, that's, that's a lesson that a lot of teams are learning this year that they, they've never learned is that you know, the other team, if it keeps fighting, they've got some guys that can make plays, et cetera. That's a good lesson to learn when you still win 49 to 27. Well, I agree with that 150%. Ohio State is definitely not going to forget what happened two years ago at Maryland when they eked out a 52 to 51 win. Wow. Yeah. They've watched Maryland on tape the last two weeks, and they're going to see, obviously, some improvement. Um, but at the end of the day, it, we're three games into the season, and Justin Fields has thrown 11 touchdowns and 11 incompletions. And that's. <laughs> We're talking about something that's never been seen that's before. Is, has Maryland now missed five straight two-point conversions against Ohio State? Talking about that uh, game two years ago, wasn't that a two-point conversion? Well, play? today was well, Rutgers. Today they played Rutgers. I mean Rutgers. Yeah. No. Yeah. You I got, got some, it mixed you up, got man. Some deep see, stats going. See, on I'm there. with you, really. I get those two teams mixed up. <laughs> they are, hey, they are the same in my mind. Yeah. I think we are off the rails, and it's time to end this. Yeah. Hey, that's what I always yeah. say when we get to this point uh, on Buyer's Auto with rapid reaction. Hey, uh, you want to be mad about Ohio State winning by 22? Be my guess. I'm not going to worry at all about Ohio State and their potential. They showed it in the first half. That's about going to be all I remember uh, really about this one, even though there was a bunch of cool trick plays that maybe uh, maybe we'll rewind. And I wish and there was college football 20 like on the PS4 right now because I would like to draw, draw some of that stuff up. Some stuff? <laughs> oh, I, a, little, yeah. a little bit of stuff. Hey, yeah. really every onside kick they've got, we saw tonight, and every two-point conversion hey, trial we saw tonight. Ohio State, maybe they can make it, put some of those gimmicks in their playbook if they ever need it. I don't know if that they will. They're still going to be a double-digit favorite in every game in the Big Ten, including next week at Maryland. We're going to get ready to start uh, turning the page towards that one at Letterman Row. Uh, but as it is right now, 49-27 Ohio State over Rutgers. This has been Byers Auto Rapid Reaction. That's Tim May, Jeremy Birmingham. I'm Austin Ward. We'll see you next time at Letterman Row.